Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Today I'm interviewing Claire Aiken. She runs Indigo Marketing Agency, uh, an agency that works primarily in the financial services space, very similar to my other business called Red Zone Marketing. And she used to be an investment advisor representative. She has an MBA in marketing, a BA in economics. She's an amazing, positive person, and I love the work that she's doing. And I can't wait to share with the audience all the things that she has done to get to where she's at and what she sees as some of the next things happening for her. So welcome to the podcast, Claire. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So share a little bit about how you decided to start your own firm, because I know that's always a difficult thing when you talk to women and I know you have a family and everything else. Like, how do you get to the point where you go, I think I'm ready to start my own firm? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. I've, you know, I've always wanted to run my own business. My dad is a financial advisor and he runs his own firm. And so it's always been something in the back of my mind. But how to get started, you know, is always tough. So I've been a student of Tony Robbins my entire life. I went to business school focusing on entrepreneurship. So I have the background, right? So I had the education, I have the motivation, but I honestly don't think I ever would have gotten started on my own if I hadn't got laid off. And the kicker when I got laid off was that it was a day before my husband and I left for Europe on a 10 day trip, which is way too fast to do Europe, right? And we had to come back because I only had 10 days of time off. And so we had booked this dream trip that we were really cutting short because of this job. And then I got laid off anyways. So we could have stayed in Europe for a month. But it was that instant that I realized, you know, I don't want to live by someone else's rules anymore. I want to control my own future. And I I started my business uh, the day we got back from Europe. That is amazing. So how did you think about, well, maybe now's the right time to start my business or I think I'll do this because it just seems like, I mean, did you feel like you knew enough to start your own business or tell me a little bit about that? Nope. Yeah, it was the wrong time. We had just bought a house and, (laughs) you know, money was tight and it just wasn't a good time at all. But I knew that if I didn't do it then, I never would because I would go back to work for a big company and I'd feel loyal to them and I I didn't want to quit if I hadn't been there for at least three or four years. And so I kind of knew it was now or never. So what I figured out doing is, you know, the first client that I called, you know, I just asked him, what can I do to help you? You know, what will you pay me to do essentially? And he was a third party administrator and he needed some marketing work done. And that's how I got started was creating content for him. He happened to have English as a second language. And so he needed somebody to communicate clearly in English and do his writing for him. So that's why I started. And then I called other people I knew in the industry and asked, you know, if they needed similar help. And one by one, I got more and more clients and built the business up to around 200 clients that we have right now. And then I started branching out in other businesses because I really wanted to diversify. So what are the other types of businesses that you are working with besides financial services? Sure. So I have a a really interesting business that I just started uh, about a year and a half ago. And, you know, because it's women listening, I'll I'll say that the reason I started this business was I had the time because I had had a brand new baby 
and uh, she was a preemie and I was breastfeeding her and she was so slow at nursing that I would sit at the computer for, you know, six to eight hours a day breastfeeding my brand new baby. And so I had a lot of time to research and develop business ideas. And so what I started is called the Fiddle Leaf Fig Plant Resource Center. And so it's a specialty houseplant company. There are these plants called Fiddle Leaf Figs and you've probably seen them in better homes and gardens and good housekeeping. And they're the darling of the design world. And so I developed a specialty resource center and products around that plant. And it has finally eclipsed my primary business when it comes to revenue and income. And I did it all from home while breastfeeding my baby. Ah, That is so awesome. Yeah, I've looked at the website and it looks really neat. Say it again so that people can find this website and find what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's fiddle, like the musical instrument, fiddle, leaf, figplant.com. So if you Google anything having to do with those plants, our site will come up. And it's really driven from a marketing perspective because we have created hundreds of articles helping people diagnose and treat problems with their plants. And so that has gotten us to the top of the list for Google. So when anybody types in anything having to do with this plant, our website comes up where they can watch a webinar, they can take our online course, they can buy our book on Amazon called The Fiddle Leaf Fig Expert. So there's this whole suite of products around this plant. And so it's it's one of those great examples of the riches are in the niches. And I always am coaching my advisor clients that, that they need to embrace a specialty. They need to be the go-to expert in one specific area. So that's really, you know, I put my money where my mouth was and embraced that wholeheartedly and jumped right in. Yeah, I love that. And your story in some ways mirrors mine, not the breastfeeding for six to eight hours, but the other part about, you know, you had something happen in your life and your career and it was like, well, I guess I'll start a business. I guess I'll open up my own marketing firm. And I did the same thing. Mine happened because my husband got transferred and I was pregnant and I thought no one's going to hire me pregnant. Right. Um, yeah. I really have to just start my own thing. And I figured it would be kind of a, a short lived thing until baby was born. And, you know, maybe I decided to go back to work and, and it never happened that way. It was always, hey, wow, um, this might actually turn out to be something. And um, and it did for me and it certainly has, has for you as well. But what's the most important thing that you can think of in terms of running your own business? What's the most important thing, the skill set that you have that keeps you going in what can often be difficult? Because although you made it sound perfect, hey, we have 200 clients, we've got all this But there's ups and downs in the market. Um, There's ups and downs in business. There's ups and downs in everything that we do. So what's the most important thing? Yeah, so I would say probably for me, it's been focus. And what I mean by that is focusing on the metrics that actually drive success. So at the end of each week, I have a virtual assistant who's fantastic, who sends me the numbers for that week. And it includes things like how many people came to my website? How did they find my website? You know, how many people came to my site from social media? How many people opened my emails that I sent out? How many phone calls did I have with financial advisors? How many financial advisors registered to watch one of my webinars? And these are critical drivers for our success. It also includes how much revenue we did that week. And so At the end of each week, no matter what I feel like I've accomplished, I have to be real with myself and say, you know, did I send out a marketing email? Was it good? Did people read it? Did people come to our website? Did people watch my webinars? Did I have sales calls? And doing these actions, staying focused on the actions that you can control, that you know drive results, uh, really keeps you honest with your business. 
And if I could say just one second thing, it would be, you know, outsourcing everything that you can, you know, as women, we're so busy and as business owners, we're so busy that even if you like doing something, but it's not a good use of your time, you have to outsource it. You have to get a really talented team around you, have the best people in the best places so that everything important is getting done on a regular basis. And you're only using your time for the things that you need to do. Yeah, really great advice. I I totally agree with what you're talking about because if you have a bad month and you just get down on yourself, well, that doesn't help anything. Looking and focusing on what you're doing that's working, what you're doing that's not working so you can fix it, and you know what you're going to do in the future are the most important things and it sort of helps you feel like you've got control over the entire situation when, you know, in in business, you only have somewhat control, but you know, you've got to keep doing the right things. So in your business, I know you do uh, a lot of, you said even that you began sort of as a content marketer, writing content and developing content, content that would be placed online, digital marketing, social media, all of those kinds of things. What are some best practice tips for someone who may be wanting to create their own personal brand? You know, if you were to advise someone like you do with financial advisors, Hey, here's a, here's a way to really start and create this personal brand online. What would be some of the things you would suggest? Sure, absolutely. And I have to admit that I actually borrowed some of what I learned and how I started my business from you. So back when I was the financial <laughs> advisor, I went to one of your talks and I was so impressed with how passionate and memorable and amazing that your branding was. And so the whole red zone marketing I took and I created indigo marketing and I wear blue all the time to every event I speak at in my webinars, everything. And so I think one first step would be to create memorable branding make it easy for people to remember you. So easy to remember red zone marketing because you're always wearing red and it's catchy. People love it. And then the second thing I would say is tell your story in a way that's very personal. You know, you want to tell why you do what you do. And so that concept comes from Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. And so for my marketing, I tell the story of that my dad's a financial advisor and that, you know, I really want to help him my advisors to help more people because I believe in what they do. I believe in the importance of what they do. And I understand the challenges that they're facing as they get older. And as digital marketing becomes more overwhelming and scary to them, they start to get frustrated. And so helping advisors to do their marketing so that they can help more people is my passion. So explaining that passion through your marketing And then I think the third thing is really being consistent. You know, the first year when I started my own business, I did a blog post for financial advisors every single week on Wednesdays, and I never gave up. It didn't matter if I was sick, if I was tired, if I was feeling good, if I was feeling bad, every single week. And I think I went some like 144 weeks straight before I ever missed a week. And that is really what drove my business is staying top of mind, giving thoughtful content where you give away 90% of what you know about a subject to truly try to help people with your content is what I think the secret is when it comes to content marketing. And if you commit to yourself like diet or exercise or anything that you're going to do it, not just for a couple of weeks, but for a year, then there's no way except for you to be successful. Yeah, I I totally agree. I have followed those same principles as well. Now, here's something, because my family is a little bit older. I have two children. 
I have two dogs, but my children and my dogs are older. <laughs> my, they are all over the age of, so my dogs are 13 and 15, and my children are 22 and 24. So you have a dog, a husband, I have a husband too, and two <laughs> girls that are very young. How do you do it? How do you manage all the things that you need to do with young children, with all of these things going on? You have two businesses, maybe more, who knows? You've got all these things happening. How do you manage it all from a personal perspective? Right. Yeah. And it is, it's a lot. I will say, you know, I don't think anybody really understands how hard women work and it's crazy. And sometimes I wonder why I do it. I have a almost two year old and a eight month old. So we're busy. And sometimes it feels like if you get sick or if, you know, one of the girls is sick and they can't go to daycare that, you know, the whole thing is just going to come crashing down. So every morning I have a really strong routine. And so I do the exact same things every morning and it may be a little OCD, but what I do is I get up, I make the bed, I clean the house, I put all the dishes away, I do a load of laundry and that's before the girls wake up. So I'm talking, you know, I'm at least six in the morning and then we go off to daycare and I'm lucky to have a really good daycare, but it's only half time. So they get off at noon. So so when they're sleeping in the afternoon, that's when I'm answering emails. That's when I'm, you know, doing any creative writing. And so having a really strong routine where you build in small periods of time where you can get the things done that you need to get done is important. And I would say outsourcing to experts. So I have a business coach that keeps me accountable. So every Friday I have a call with him and he, you know, asked me if I did all of the things that I want to accomplish that week. I have a personal trainer that I meet with twice a week. Otherwise I would not get those workouts in. And so it's just about finding any efficiencies that you can and giving yourself permission to indulge. You know, I never thought I would hire a personal trainer. I thought that was a waste of money, but you know, your health is the most important investment and I was realizing this was never going to get done if I didn't pay somebody to make me go. <laughs> and so I, I sometimes I have to ask my mom to do my childcare if the girls are sick so that I can go to the personal trainer. And sometimes she asks me, you know, is this really that important? I say, mom, if I don't go, not only do I have to tell my personal trainer I'm not showing up today, but then at the end of the week, I have to report to my business coach <laughs> that I didn't do it. So it's embarrassing. It's I have a lot of things at stake because I've held myself accountable by using these people that are professional accountability holders. And so that's really been something that's helped me to try to get it all done and try to balance it all. But, you know, it's always a struggle, as you know. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that you've got these routines that you're not going to break and make an excuse about because it's easy to break a routine and say, well, I just won't see the personal trainer this week because we've got all these things going on. But it sounds like your routines, you try your very best to stick with them without excuses. And that's pretty admirable. I know how easy it is to just go, eh. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, there's some things that we have to do and some things that we don't have to do, but we need to do as women, as people. And it sounds like you've got that figured out, at least for most of the time, I imagine you would probably say, because there's always yeah. going to be that one situation that just breaks the mold and you're like, I just, I can't. But it sounds like the routine is really great. Well, this has been wonderful. I've learned a lot from you and in, in how you are doing your business and running your life and being super successful, which I think is so amazing. Tell people how they can reach you, find out more about you on social and also your website and things like that. Sure, absolutely. So 
My professional website is indigomarketingagency.com, and I have a lot of resources for financial advisors if you need any help with your marketing. I have two books on Amazon for financial advisors. And then, of course, there's fiddleleaffigplant.com if you're interested in houseplants, houseplant design, learning more about how to have a better relationship with your plant. And then also LinkedIn is probably my favorite social media platform. So if you need any information about how to grow your business or how to do webinars, particularly, you know, using webinars to attract your ideal clients, that's really, you know, something I'm passionate about. Well, Claire, thank you so much. You really are amazing and inspiring for all the things that you're doing with young children and businesses and success. And thank you for taking the time today to share it with our audience at the Female Inside Zone. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.